Well, and I see it everywhere, and I'm guilty of this too, is everyone thinks they're the one being loving and that's not love. And it's just because it's, you don't, people call that's not love when it don't, they don't agree with them. Like if it does, <laughs> if I don't agree with it, then it's not If I love. don't like what you're if doing. I don't like what you're saying, <laughs> but I'm loving. Right. Yeah. And so what I realize is like, we're all in the box because we all think we're the loving one. And we have objectified the person and said, you're not loving without ever hearing the conversation, never having a conversation about what the actual issue is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Conversations with the Browns. I am Mr. Brown. And if you heard that, that was our previous episode. Go ahead and check that out previous episode we're going to continue that same conversation on leadership and self-deception pick that book up it's a great book it changed a lot in my mind how i deal with people and even deal with myself so check that out and this podcast is sponsored in part by sutherland dds they're actually on the show this episode uh they love they love to see you smile uh check them out at yourreadingdentist.com again that's yourreadingdentist.com thank you for joining us we're going to continue this conversation i mentioned before uh if you haven't listened to the first one please go ahead and listen to the first one you can find out more at our website, lifewiththebrowns.com. And in this episode, we're going to jump into what does it mean to be in the box? Um, are you in the box? And what do you do once you're in the box? And some other great stories about how we've experienced being in the box and out of the box when it comes to this, this book, Leadership and Self-Deception. Thanks for joining us. You can always leave a comment on our website at lifewiththebrowns.com. I'll talk more about that as we end this episode. But for right now, let's jump right back into the conversation with Scott and Shondell Sutherland. All right, so let, let's let's do this. Let's let let you, the expert here, at either this book or being self-deceived. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think you've taught this. So give a, like an outline, just because we've been talking about in the box, out the yeah, box, without yeah. talking about it. So give like a quick overview of the 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 ideas and get to the box part. Yeah. Well, being in the box means that you have betrayed yourself. You have actually not honored yourself, betrayed yourself, and now you're in the box. And now what that means is that it's almost like this filter that I look at you. So if you, if I'm in the box, um, around Scott, then I have walls around me and I don't see his humanity. So I don't really actually see him. All I see is my wall and that's what I'm speaking to. So the wall is like a filter. So yes. like I see, so yes. I built this wall and it's a filter that says, what about that person? Yeah. The box. The yeah. box. The box. So, and yeah, the box. The box. Um, they do a really good, so leadership and self-deception is the first one. And then anatomy of peace is like the prequel. And so it's really cool because it's more family oriented. And that's the one you're reading right now. And then they did another one called the outward mindset. And basically what that, and this is a really good example. It means that when I am out of the box, so I'll just use this word, when I'm out of the box, then I'm facing you as a human. I'm looking you in the eye and we're eye to eye. When I'm, so when we're, when I have an outward mindset, meaning I'm not looking at you, I have my back toward you. And it literally is like having, keeping living, living with you with my back to you. So it's a very good visual when we're actually visualizing it. Um, because here, like I'll do it when I'm having a conversation with you, a person, but literally I can keep having this conversation with you like this and I don't no longer see you and I can, can keep talking to you, Mrs. Brown, just like this. Right. <laughs> and I feel like, and I'm saying everything and look what a nice person I am right now, but I'm not emotionally connecting with you. There's nothing going on. And that's mm -hmm. what ends up happening. And we can think we're being nice because we're talking to the person yeah. we're interacting with the yeah. person we're being kind and i love what he said in the book about how people perceive how you really feel about them oh yeah how, how and, and and i have an example of that like 
after reading this book, I'm like, that explains my relationship with this person. Yes. And, and I see it because I was always in the box with that person. Mm -hmm. And although I would do niceties and communicate and look you, but people can tell how you really feel. Absolutely. And I saw him not as an object, but as a problem. Like you bring problems to me. You are a big problem. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. but how people can feel or sense how you are toward them yeah and it happens so fast and but and and so what the book is really good about is like once you identify that you're in the box you just have to admit it i mean i'm telling you i've had really funny things happen when i do this with teams and leadership teams this one person said oh i have a big screen tv and a couch in that box like i'm not <laughs> like i put a lot I've of made mo myself real comfortable. Lot of money in that box and another guy goes oh i have a storage unit of boxes you know so there's some really funny isms that come out but but here is the point we get really comfortable in that box and the more this is a real problem that i see right now in our society is the more words we speak the more uh, decorations we put in our box. Because mm -hmm. if I say, I'm never doing this, or that person is so bad, and then that person actually does something good for me, I can't let them out of the box because I've already said all these things publicly. Mm -hmm. So now I'm betraying myself twice, and that's where I think a lot of this hatred comes from. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of self-hatred that is pointed outward because we have so betrayed ourselves and then we know we're wrong, but we don't let get out of the box again. And now we are just, we hate ourselves, but that we can't hate ourselves. So we got to hate other people. Right. And I, and I like the idea that, that idea of self-justification, because even our kids do that naturally. Yeah. This is why I did that because he did that or yeah. because he, and we make ourselves feel good. Now, even as adults, we're still doing it. And I like the story in the book and I really suggest people read this book, but like the mom was expecting, she needed the, the son that do something wrong so she can feel good about justifying the way she feels about her son. You know, can I tell the story? Because I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that they call that collusion, right? Yes. Right, right. Yeah, Where you I, kind of end up, you end up inviting, you now need the person to behave badly to match up. You kind of invite the bad behavior that you say you dislike and that you want to go away because you need them to behave badly to justify your view of them. Absolutely. And but tell the... Yeah, well, and story. only because because I've done it so many times, I can do it pretty quick. But you're catching on to the, all the really good stories in this book between the <laughs> two like of them. stories. But here's the thing about collusion, and just the, then I'll explain it a little bit more. You invite... Oh, this is, freaks you out. This should freak you out. You invite the very thing you complain about. You, 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 you must keep having your problems. So people have to keep their problems. Isn't that scary? Yeah, I see that really in students scary. a lot. And the students I work with, they need drama. Yes. They invite drama. And, yes. and if they don't have it, they fabricate it because mm -hmm. they, they have the dependency upon it. And some friends have lost friends because they refuse to give it to them. Yeah. And I think oh, that's very the, like The scary thing is, it is so easy for me to see that in my children. I see it all the time. I don't see it in my set like that's the thing that's nuts is that part of it and this is the whole self-deception thing yeah. is I can see everyone else doing that I can really easily see my <laughs> totally. children being like he's responding to you because you're being obnoxious but I don't all I don't explain any of my own problems that way right right all. like that's not how I naturally explain any of my <laughs> issues <laughs> well the cool the the part about collusion it was talking about the CEO named Kate and she had a 17 year old son named Brian and um Brian kept coming home late and being irresponsible and just not being an honorable you know what she wanted like 
what a CEO wanted her son to be, she, he wasn't. And so she was in the box toward him. And so he came and him toward her, right? Like, so he, so she says, all right, he, he said, mom, I need to borrow the car. And she rolls her eyes because she doesn't want to, but she knows he needs to. She goes, okay, you got to be home by 10 o'clock. And she goes, it was a totally ridiculous curfew for him. She said, so what do you think? Oh, I just said, you know, what do you think her husband did from seven to 10? What, is, what was their conversation on the couch? How, what, like, how bad he is, he's going to yep. be late, what they're going to do with him. So they spend three hours of their time talking about how bad this is going to be. How he's going to be late. How bad he is. Right? She needed yeah. him to be bad. He, she <laughs> needs him to be bad, but the kid shows up at 9.57, rolls in, throws the car keys out, and goes, did it. And what, so we should all be doing what? Yes, our child obeyed. What does she do? You can, you guys remember? You could, you sure cut it close. Sure cut it close. <laughs> right. With a snotty little voice and some yeah. other snippy thing. Because now how is he going to respond to her? Here he, re- he did what she wanted him to do, but she's yeah. so in the box. She can't let him out mm-hmm. because now what is she just spent three hours talking about what a bad yeah. kid. She can't see him as a human. He needs to fulfill that box. That's what collusion is. So now how does he see her overbearing? So how is his behavior going to be? And now you're right back into it. It's a downward spiral. Oh my goodness. It's so scary. Mm -hmm. So scary. So we're in the box. We're colluding with other people. We're looking for their bad behavior. We need their bad behavior. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about dysfunctional, right? When we we think about it. So I I do want to go back to the Costco situation. Because before we go about getting out of the box, in your situation, you were out of the box toward her. She was in the box toward you. How were you, like, how are you able to stay out the box? What was your mindset or thinking in this situation? Because you were out the box. Well, you, you had, I had to communicate with her. Because I felt the tension, it was uncomfortable. I I figured just because you know we've been down this road before, uh, no. I was <laughs> I was probably the, the the person at fault. You oh, know, he's I, so smart. I, I I I kind of believed that, but I felt like okay, we've got to talk about it. So one of us has got to step up and and say something and and say okay, hey, I and I just was real honest. I said I don't like your attitude right now and we need to talk about this and i think we need to talk about it now and (laughs) she didn't want to at at that moment in the parking lot of costco with my parents about 10 feet away i prefer soup right she preferred the soup aisle (laughs) and so uh, so wait so you said something in the parking lot and then yeah. Did it take you until the soup aisle mm-hmm. for? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, that's probably half an hour later. I had to go visit the returns. I had returns, right? <laughs> okay. So, so there, but what had to happen is, is he saw me as human and I was important enough and I was his wife and important to him. And so he did the work to get out of the box. Which is just interesting though, like in that example, you're, you're actually willing to assume that it's probably, she's probably mad at something you did, which right. would have been a really easy situation to be pretty defensive and like just continue to feed the, feed the cycle. Yeah, right. Although, you know, as soon as she started talking, I, 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 I got it from both barrels and, <laughs> and, it, and she was right. I, I had no grounds for any defense against what she was saying. So... I, you know, I, I kind of went silent there for a moment. And so she had to 
walk away and I had to approach her and, and I, I did. And she said, well, do you have anything to say? (laughs) And I said, well, I really appreciate you getting it out, you know? And and so that hurt a little bit, but I'm glad you got it it out. It stung some, but I knew what she was talking about and, and I knew, okay, I've, I've got to, I got to do what I can to make this right. So. Yeah. Well, and when we, I have a great, so when we uh, were dating, we had, it was, it was a lot of tension, um, externally in, in family members. And so I was teaching this, this was really big and I, every week was teaching this and I was having to deal with my own stuff every time. <laughs> so this was like in my mind, cause I don't want you to think like I'm a superhero and I always just respond like this. Like I'm teaching it. Right. So when yeah. you teach, you're responsible. And I was so mad at him because he said that, and I wanted to get up and go home, which is like a three hour drive. (laughs) And immediately I thought, okay, I'm in the box. Let me do what's human. So I just sat there. and, And one of the things about doing in the box is you sit there and you ask yourself, what should I do for this person? That's exactly what should I do for this person? And you do what your brain tells you to do. So this is so now you're talking about how you get out of the how box. How do you get out of the box? Okay. Right? You look at that and you go, Okay, I'm so mad here and I'm totally in the box. So what can I do for this person to get out? And you know what came to my head? And you do it. Like the point is if you're gonna Like don't don't adjust uh, nope. it like you don't just do, do it. This you is the no most smart thing to do. And you know what was? Dance what? with him. <laughs> dance well I was teaching it so I go would you we're, I'm so mad would you like to dance with me right now <laughs> I mean literally gritting my teeth but it was true like when we started dancing like we're face to face I was still mad like I was barely but that's it like be, and I realized why my brain told me to do that I had to touch him I had to look in his face and he had to become human to me and so then after that and those are things about getting out of the box you have to ask yourself what can I do to see this person as human? And when you're talking about objectifying people, the difference of seeing that is like, if I take this book, you know, like I can say, I hate this book and I could even hit it with my fist, you know, and crumple it and do all, all these things, right, to this book because it's an object. I could not do one of those things to you, right? I couldn't just hit you and start saying, I hate you. But I could if I made you like this book. If I objectified you enough to say, Andrew doesn't know what she's talking about, I would have to do so much work and then I could do all those things to you, right? But then what about like, because that totally makes sense to me, but I think maybe I'm slow to notice that I'm in the box because I don't, I don't hit and yell and I withdraw and go silent. Yeah. And sometimes that is the right like it's behavior that outwardly sometimes looks like the right thing yeah to do yeah so are there clues for like here's what you pay attention to that you might be objectifying another person because I think I'm slow mm-hmm. to I there's some other language like you know seeing people as a pro- as a problem that connects yeah. with me of when I'm seeing them more as a problem than as a person um or, so is there other language that's well, me, helpful around Let me that? ask this question, though, because you, you talked about fighting and you talked about flighting, like, mm-hmm. you know, the fight or flight. And so sometimes neither one of those are correct. And so because you don't ball your fist up outwardly towards someone, you even um, being a recluse and withdrawing yourself from them is also a way of getting back at them in a sense. Is that 
Yeah, but yeah, Anne. But I think you you kind of got it too when you were talking about having this pretend, pretend fight. You mm-hmm. know, I think, and so whether you're silent or not, because sometimes it's good to silence, sometimes it's good to flee, sometimes whatever it is. But it's when you blame. You look mm-hmm. at your brain, and if you're blaming your someone else, and you know that language right away, or you're justifying yourself. In that, remember that little story right, you have yeah, in your head? Yeah, mm-hmm. You're blaming someone or you're making it more horrible than it is. So the, in the book, they have this word horrible, horribleization. <laughs> and I just love it. I love that word. We were talking about that today. When you make something more horrible than it is. Mm-hmm. So you take this tiny little thing. We see it all over the media right now. It's like one thing and then it's just this awful thing when it was never that bad to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then um, when you're um, really noticing what yourself is. So we take it. So talking about taking some we take something that happened and we make it a trend so we build up this trend that it may happen one time but they're always like yes and so we're blaming and we're justifying ourselves so we're increasing ourselves, but we're minimizing them whenever i hear always or never i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure i'm in the box somehow oh Mm. that's interesting yeah so when i'm always or nevering that's a good in my own head and um when i'm I will, I definitely am the one that, and I don't want to talk to you it, because you're not worthy of my speech. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm done Yeah, with that you. is an interesting, like even, that's an interesting distinction between, like it's helpful for me to ask the question, am I holding my tongue because I think that this is the kindest, best thing for this person or am I holding my tongue because I don't think that they're worth my, like I don't think it's worth it yeah. to... Yeah. Give you my words. Well, I mean, I know you were talking about leadership and self-deception, but anatomy of peace, they break out into some more concepts. And one of those concepts is, um, they talk about, we all have these boxes that we are, we are commonly in and they say four. So I, I thought, uh, I brought my little handout that I give. We can the, tease both books. We can yeah, talk okay, about good. both. Well, the oh. four, the four boxes, <laughs> we can always come back to it too. Cause there's yeah. so much here. We yeah. can always read. We got to do another one, podcast. One on that quick book. thing too. Yeah. I want to, I want to point out yeah. before we move on, uh, from the, when we're in the box mm-hmm. if, or if we don't want to be in the box, yeah. I think we have to, we have to try to identify with the other person. So, mm-hmm. so in the case of with me and Shondell, and you know, she was acting uh, very quiet and rude, and and uh, be and careful, so be careful to to me because <laughs> yeah. of what I had had kind of been doing. I, you know, somewhat ignoring her and that kind of thing, which is bad. You know, I'm not saying what I did was right, and then I deserved it. <laughs> Uh, for me to, to remain out of the box and to approach her in, in love, um, I had to hear her story. Yeah. I had to know, mm-hmm. okay, where is she coming from? Because she's got to have something behind all this because she doesn't just normally act like that. So I need to figure it out what is going on. And, and I, I didn't like it, and I knew somehow it involved me. So in order for me not to, you know justify a a bad attitude that I could start to have. And then she and I would be at distance all day. I thought, okay, I have got to find out what is her story? Where is she coming from? Why is she feeling like this? So that's how I, I handled that. Well, and even just the fact that you could look at her and say, she doesn't normally act like this. I want to know the story automatically means you're seeing her as a 
more complex person than just because it would be so easy and especially you know that's where if you have relationship it's easier because you have more history but it would just be easy sometimes to be like oh well they're behaving this way because that's who they are they just are rude (laughs) and but the very fact that you could say i don't know what the story is but there must be Mm -hmm. more going on Mm -hmm. lets you take just a totally different path taking time to hear someone else's story i love that concept because we're so busy we don't always take time to hear the whole story even consider what is the story they're dealing with or even what is the story they're telling themselves great great episode thank you guys so much again scott and shondell sutherland from southern dds they are co-sponsors of this episode and actually you can be a sponsor as well you can be a patron uh i don't know if you know what patreon is but it's a way that we people can help us they can crowdfund or source us making these type of episodes and other things to do with life with the browns so for more information about that how you can help us out visit lifewiththebrowns.com another way you can help us out is leaving comments whether you listen on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or on our website or on buzzsprout which we actually post as well leave a comment some encouragement and join the conversation as well. You can do that if you want your voice on the show. We have what we call a 24-hour feedback phone. That number is 530-535-8121. You can actually um, send a text to that number or you can call, leave your voicemail, and maybe your voice will be on the show. You got an idea for future podcasts. You can chime in on this podcast. We want to have conversation. That's why we entitled this whole podcast, Conversations with the Brown. And maybe you can be on a future episode. Hey, let's talk about something. Let's talk about a topic. Even if you don't think you agree with us, we're nice people. We can have an adult conversation about topics that we disagree with because we want to hear, as we talked about in the previous episode, nuance, nuance, how we can get to a lot of things, not just be on one side or the other, but get to the bottom of things and help us all to be better people. So with that said, thanks for joining us. And again, you're always welcome to join us. Just visit lifewiththebrowns.com.